I'm just recording on OBS, so uh, can you read what I just sent to you in Discord? Whether we wanted it or not, we've stepped into a war with the Cabal on Mars. So let's get to taking out the command one by one. Valus Tauric, I don't even know how to say that. From what I get, from what I can gather, he commands the siege dances for an Imperial land tank just outside of Rubicon. He's well protected, but with the right team, we can punch through those defenses. Take these beasts out and break their grip on Freehold. Thanks for reading that, dude. And uh, thanks for uh, agreeing to do the podcast with me, man. I really appreciate it. Heck yeah, thanks for having me, dude. It's uh, super fun. We'll get we'll get straight into it. I know you're probably playing on streaming today. So uh, first question that I've been asking everybody is, uh, how did you start uh, your content creation just in general? It doesn't have to be Destiny related. It could be any kind of gaming. Like, How did you kind of get started doing that? Um, well, content creation, as far as like streaming wise, uh, years ago, back in my Call of Duty days, I used to stream on my, uh, my Xbox or PS4, depending on the year. And I would just do it just to casually hang out with some friends or whatever. Um, and then I stopped and I kind of just gamed after that. Um, but I guess more recently I started doing it because of, uh, world's first and like challenges and then things like that within destiny. Um, I never even considered streaming once I started playing Destiny 2. Uh, but then Spire of Stars, me and a group of friends, uh, Furdog and Fami and Frank and a couple guys that you might recognize, um, we were all in a, a team and we're like, oh, we should stream this because we feel like we have a pretty good chance at you know competing for the world first. And then from there, I was like, okay, well, Solo Argos, you should probably stream that too. And then kind of just evolved from there. And I know, I know for myself... I kind of knew who you were because I had played with some of the people that you just mentioned, but I know a lot of attention got to you because around that time is whenever you did join Redeem, when you were invited to join Redeem. Right. Um, and I remember specifically Flush saying in a lot of people's chat, just seeing him going around chat, he's like, somebody's going to beat, somebody's going to solo Argos before Forsaken, somebody's going to get it. Mm -hmm. And him mentioning you several times. And I know that's a... Soloing Argos is is um, it's kind of a pivotal moment for people in Destiny 2. Um, not only you, I mean, obviously you are very well known for that, but there was no other boss that was soloable at that time, and especially whenever you did it, we didn't have well. Yeah. Um, I think we had just gotten the first iteration of Whisper, so pre any nerfs. Um. Um slightly actually so you, like just it, like it just you were trying it before whisper came out yes so i tried it uh just before the darcy buff if you remember the buff where basically um it procs the i don't remember the exact buff but it procs uh um, increased precision damage essentially while you're aiming in before that came out i was testing like the strats just a solo break and ad clear and things like that mm -hmm. um survivability and then once that came out with darcy i was like okay well let's see the see the damage because we all know that darcy is a bake weapon right yeah and people like to meme on it because it's the darcy but it's a very solid weapon for doing very fast damage very quickly um but my very initial strat required um darcy unloading and then two craniums for damage as well Mm -hmm. So it was just very, very, very unreliable. So you did possible. like you were like doing like even more juggling 
than like what people have to do now. I mean, obviously, Anarchy Top right. is kind of the strat now, and it's just you just get the the craniums that you need, and that's it. Get striking hand. Right. Um, that you can get two craniums with that. So you were bringing over more before that. So the problem was, um, the ads are based off of how many craniums are planted on that plate. Mm-hmm. So if DPS is on arc plate and I plant three craniums on arc, there's going to be a crap ton of minotaurs. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of minotaurs and, um, having no, well, that's an issue. So shooting all my ammo, taking care of the bombers, and then also trying to juggle two craniums for damage was just very, very unreliable. Um, yes it's technically possible but it's one of those it's impossibly possible right yeah like how how far were you getting on damage with that strat like just an estimate no this was like a I year think my ago best now. was like two and a half mil and you have to do 3.4 so that's just per so, damage phase was 2.5 mil was your best right um so the only thing i could have done is i could have tried to do double shield breaks which i didn't really mess around with back then um I don't remember the reason. It was probably just survivability because leaving harpies up with no well of radiance is not a good idea. Very bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then Whisper came out and of course, never playing D1, I had no idea what Whisper was and I realized how good it was. And then the Whisper Catalyst came out and I was like, okay, uh, we have, it was box breathing originally on Whisper yeah. of the Worm, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, so damage is technically possible now because you have infinite ammo and you could just sit there and click the head so it's technically possible now and um the damage was there it was just very very tight initially um and then what actually made it realistically possible um or what made it actually happen is the week before forsaken that's when uh, Whisper of the Worm switched to Whispered Breathing instead of Box Breathing. Yeah. And that's when Box Breathing got the nerf where it only counts with the first bullet. Mm-hmm. But what happened was the Whispered Breathing actually increased the precision damage. Um, and then once Forsaken dropped, they reduced the precision damage of the snipers in general, which technically nerfed it. Mm-hmm. So when um, Whispered Breathing came out that one week prior to Forsaken, the damage was, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was much more reliable and much more consistent. Yeah, compared to what you were doing, it seemed easy. Right, right. Compared to what I was doing and what other people were doing, it, 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 it was like, okay, this is going to happen now. It wasn't, uh, this better happen, or we don't know if we're going to get it because there's not enough time. It was a matter of who is going to get it first. And I'm pretty sure um, that day on Tuesday, um, well, Wednesday morning at like 2.30 a.m. Central Time is when I got the kill. Nice. uh, If I recall. So it was literally that day that that happened that there was a kill. And then an hour and a half after I got it, Aotera got a second kill. I remember. I've I've seen the clip of you getting it several times, and it's the most like... It's not like over the top reaction of like fuck yeah I killed him fuck yeah it's yep. like pog like it, but you could still like from your voice I mean you don't use a cam consistently right. I know you have one but you don't use one but like right. the relief in your voice was just like you could tell it was there so like you know I I know you streamed most of it how much like time did you spend either playing and not streaming or how much time did you spend just like number crunching, making spreadsheets. Cause I like to see what oh, people kind of do like 
not involved in the game because a lot of people look at streaming and content creation there's there's a lot that you don't see so just with like argos just you know completing that solo like how much do you think that you did oh, not God. even maybe just just to start off like not even playing the game oh god a lot <laughs> uh it got to a point where like when i was at work right when i'm at work i, I do an office job so i have a lot of free time and stuff mm -hmm. um i started making like a spreadsheet to compare all of the weapons to compare which buffs i could stack and basically see what my max output damage is and it got to a point where i would actually get it down to the second um so i knew that there was 25 second damage window and i would get it down how long does it take to shoot all 23 bullets of darcy or whatever it was or how many shots can i get off in 25 seconds with whisper of the worm um, and you can get 30 shots off in that 25 seconds after proccing whisper breathing however you have to factor in other things like when the bombers come are you going to shoot the bombers or are you going to super or what are you going to do so basically i would just put everything down on a piece of paper and i would map everything out as far as what realistically was going to happen so I could get 30, 30 shots off, but reliably, I would only get 25 to 27. Completely depends on, you know, there, there's a lot of factors, but 25 to 27 is what I realistically would shoot. Um, so all of that, um, plus just, I don't know, just theory crafting, you know, watching back my VODs and seeing like, okay, maybe I can take a different path or maybe if I do this instead of that. I would say that was easily 50 to 100 hours. Wow. And altogether, I did about 100 hours of attempts uh, before I got the, the solo clear. So I bet you from like the very first thought to the completion, actual attempts, streaming, things like that, and everything on the side, I, I would bet that I probably put close to 200 hours into it. And then not to mention the numerous different challenges you've thrown on top of yourself with the hunters only the i believe the titan only yeah. uh, the various two bands that you've done like argos has gotten you quite a bit of content like oh easily altogether over 500 hours i that's without a doubt over 500 hours for all challenges for all uh everything um, I mean, my very first technical challenge I ever did was um, six man, one shield break kill Argos. Mm -hmm. That was before we got the Emperor's Blaze mods. That was um, back in the tether spam, Goldie spam. Yeah. Um, that was way back in the day where if you got a, a one shield break kill, like you're popping off like 30 golden guns. Yeah, you're I popping off like watching those videos. Stuff. It's just like mm -hmm. ridiculous amount of golden guns going off and just standing next to each other. And it's like, if you, if you, somebody doesn't get one precision shot, you're not getting enough orbs to do it. Exactly. I know the world's uh, fastest eater was with that strap for a while. Yeah. That was before the, you know, like you said, the emperor's plays, um, mods and everything else. And before, right. before, well, um, of all the Argos, challenges that you've done let's let's just say aside from the first solo what would you say is probably the most fun challenge that you've done just argos uh, most fun and difficult actually hunter as much as i hate saying stuff like that because it was so extremely difficult and it gave me a lot of original uh warlock solo vibes 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that was going to be something that very few people would do. Um, that that was actually probably the most fun I've had in a challenge because you had to be on top of everything. Super frustrating as well. Um, but probably that one. Uh, more recently, I did um, a two-man triple shield break with Glad. That was yeah. a couple months ago. I think it was right before um, Opulence, maybe. Maybe a little bit before. I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a triple shield break in one phase with two people is pretty difficult. You have to get good RNG and you have to be super fast. Yeah. Um, so I know you, you always like zooming. And... I remember that from yeah. the, uh, the Insurrection Prime, uh, the first mm-hmm. two mans that you guys are doing as well. Yep, those are always a blast. I love the original ones typically, like the original theory crafting of challenges because um, you can tweak it and you can like... I'm very analytical, so I like to look at things on, you know, what did I do? What should I have done differently? If I do this, how will that, how will something react? And um, that's one of my favorite parts about doing the challenges. And then getting the completion is really, really awesome as well. Um, aside from that, doing like two-man prestige Argos, uh, which was good old tether and golden gun spam. Yeah. Things like that. Um, I mean, so many different variations of challenges. Most of them were quite a bit easier, though. So I wasn't really as satisfied just because of how how minimal effort, for the most part, needed to be put into it. So how much... And I know, um, like, with Redeem, you have, you've only been... You're on Team 1 with Redeem right now. Um, yep. You've only been with Redeem for a year as far as raid races go. So that's, mm-hmm. I guess that's probably excluding Leviathan and Eater... Right. And Spire, technically, you're with the guys that would be in Redeem, but I don't believe you guys were in Redeem yet, correct? Uh, correct. So right after Warmind, which was the Spire mm-hmm. um, expansion or season, uh, that is when we all started to, one by one, kind of join into Redeem. Yeah. Um, so it was roughly June, July is when everything went down, when everybody started to join. Uh, Frank was the first of us, and then um, myself, Fami, and dog we're all in a like a week time span so i know um, i know enjoy. maybe you haven't had a lot of experience with like because i know you, you do a lot with the spreadsheets and i've heard you talk a lot about them obviously you put 500 hours in in the game and maybe just analyzing the game like how much um this is this is going to be coming up soon because in two weeks we have a new raid garden of salvation coming out yeah how much are you analytical of those things like during a raid race, like day one raid? Like how much are you trying number crunch? Are you trying at all? Are you just trying to wing it? Like, are you looking Most at numbers? Most of that stuff is more so winging it. Um, okay. Cause the only time I really ever go analytical is when it's like a very tight challenge. When I like have the time to actually dissect the information and like pick it apart. Yeah. Um, usually day ones and things like that are more so what is the mechanic? What are, um, what are things that you have to take note of? It's not so much um, like damage and numbers and things like that. Um, but when it comes mechanic wise in that scenario, yeah, I'm definitely more analytical in the sense that um, if we see a crystal spawn and, you know, we shoot it and then also we see it's glowing, right? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's definitely doing something different. What do we do to make it glow? And then, you know, trying to find that type of thing or um, like the crown of crown of sorrow, Galron boss room. It's clearly put in three different sections, right? And, you know, just seeing that is like, okay, well, there are six people. Why not just put two in each section? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And for whatever reason, we just decided to keep dropping wells directly in the middle of the arena <laughs> and just spam wells and use uh, basically abuse the healing of Well of Radiance because it's insane. Do, do you um, think something like, because I know like Frank is and, and, and Flesh is and, and really the whole team is uh, with your day one. They're very analytical. They, they do break things down a ton, which a lot of people don't see if they're not in their YouTube and even outside their YouTube, like seeing the things they make and spreadsheets they make. Do you think possibly with Garden of Salvation, with all the changes that we're having, I know we get changes every year, um, but we are getting a huge one with the no auto le reloading. Um, hopefully well, they nerf sealed off on car grass, but hopefully. Do you think that that maybe we could get DPS checked and that could come into play, like actually figuring out what weapon you have to have at what light to actually complete it like not just completed in, in a one phase or a one break because we don't really know we don't know what anything is yet right so obviously we're um, we're just speaking hypothetically do you think that there's like a play there may be a place for that come future raids maybe this one being the first uh day one there's usually a decent amount of uh dps checks of course because you're so under leveled mm -hmm. um but usually dps isn't the issue it's staying alive yeah. After day one, once contest is lifted and once we reach power level, I really don't think so. Because we just have so many things in the game right now that are just designed to bake. They really are. If you just yeah. look at all the different weapons and all the different uh, buffs that we have, even though we're not going to be able to stack them anymore, you're still going to be able to destroy all of these bosses. So they, they've already one phase. They already went back and one phase Riven with no auto reloading. Mm -hmm. You can do it fairly easily. Um, so I just think we have too strong of weapons right now to where that would be an issue. I would very much so like to see that though. I would like to be able to go into a raid a month after a day one completion and still, um, barely get the one phase or have to do a two phase. Yeah. Um, I feel like these raids, they have a lot of great mechanics and there's a lot of mechanics that happen after the first phase that we never see yeah um, and, and riven is a very good example of that there's if you look at the entire riven fight there is tons of mechanics and there's tons of different um things in that in that encounter that make it very unique compared to everything else but you never see it because you can three man one floor yeah. you can you know three man two floor with two different teams and if if anything you can kill it on the third floor without using any of the quote cheese tactics um so, you know, when people say, oh, well, that's a cheese, that's a cheese. Well, I can grab two buddies. I can go on the first floor, drop a well and sit there with, you know, a boop and you know, rocket launchers or a boop with grenade launchers. And, you know, we can three man one floor it. I mean, that's all we're doing is we're just making it easier by bringing three other guardians over. I, I would love to see that they add mechanics that prevent you from doing that. Uh, so like a hypothetical I gave was. Every time you shoot an eye, you get a buff that increases the damage done by Riven, right? So if you shoot two eyes on the first floor, that gives you like a 20% damage increase. You shoot two more on the second floor, that gives you 40% then. And then you shoot six up top, that means you do 100% of damage. And then you do the, the fall down the pimple stage, yeah. and you're doing 100% damage. So every pimple you pop, you're doing a very good amount of damage. Yeah. Um, so I think something like that would be a lot cooler. But with the weapons we have, we don't even get to experience that because they're just too strong. They really are. When you combine a debuff with 
Swarm of the Raven with Anarchy Top with all of these other weapons, even though we have the auto loading nerf, I still don't think it's going to be an issue when it comes to damage check. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious. I but hope so. that would be really interesting because I know that like the ribbon fight just just in itself and all of Destiny raids, and I know that you've been watching the Destiny ones raids today. Um, but like the ribbon fight itself, if done, I don't even know what, with full mechanics. I'm not going to give it anything any kind of other title. With full mechanics, it is the most fun. It is the most well made fight in all of Destiny, and I wish that like the 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 one the one phase the the baking strats if those are like in the game like you have to be extremely highly optimized to actually do them it's not right. just place a well down you got six rockets go for it dude like I would like for that to be like this is an extremely like you have to have a well organized group mm-hmm. like you guys have to have your shit together have to have a well organized group not only just having the right weapons but having the timing down as well right. And and I think that's 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 kind of what a, a raid race is too. You know, having the right weapons, having the people that can perform the mechanics without dying. Um, right. So getting more into the raid race coming out here in two weeks. Like, what are what are things that you're doing, or will be doing to prepare for that? Because I know a lot of people kind of some people don't really prepare for it that much. They just kind of it's another day of gaming for them. Um, even teams that are in, the top teams and. and in clans like it's just kind of like whatever we're playing i'm awake let's go is there anything special that you're planning on doing or have done that you're going to be doing this time uh current focus is only looking for uh weapons i'm still looking for specific god rolls of weapons that i think might be useful um or have potential being useful based off of uh recent sandbox changes things like that uh so that's the current thing that i'm doing um I know a lot of people are doing bounty prepping and stuff like that for the artifact, but I really don't think that's going to be that big of an issue. Uh, I do think we're going to be able to reach the contest uh, handicap, whatever it is, within four days fairly easily. And uh, I just think the artifact would just make that slightly easier. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the artifact's going to make it, because I'm assuming it's going to be roughly around 20 below what recommended is. I think that's what it was for Crown. I don't really see them adjusting that that much from there. I think the artifact yeah. will make that a lot easier for us to get to. I agree. I, I think it'll be uh, pretty easy for us to obtain whatever the uh, the handicap level is. And that's the goal, right? The goal is to provide a, an even playing field. Yeah. A, an even pl- fair playing field. So people that have to work can still contest on day one. Um, people that, you know, are on the on the game grinding for you know, 40 hours out of the whatever 72 hours that you have or whatever it is, right? 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to make it fair and you want to make it competitive um, because you don't want to only reward the people that are um, streaming just because they have more time to or that's their job or whatever the case is. Uh, you want to give everybody an equal opportunity to get that day one completion. Um, and I, I do think that's... a uh, amazing for the contest modifier i do think it's amazing for the day one um so i'm not worried too much about prepping in that aspect as far as like saving bounties and i will still do it i'll i'll do some of them but i severely severely dislike playing gambit or gambit i just do not enjoy it yeah gambit's not fun i've (laughs) i've done 
everything so far as bounties except for Gambit. And like, I just can't do it. It's not fun unless you have a team of four right now. It just really isn't. Um, is right. there is there anything um, like that you're looking for role specific that you haven't gotten yet? Yes. Um, so I'll spare rations. Good old spare rations. I got a pretty good PvP one, but I didn't even want to get one. But I figured I would in the process. Um, I want a much better PvE role. I only got a subsistence rampage um, with okay uh, other perks. I guess the barrel is okay, um, but the, the magazine, the mass work is not good. Um, I want a subsistence swashbuckler. I want rapid hit. I want a couple of different variations of the, the spare rations just because I do think that may or may not be the new go-to weapon. Um, without knowing what's coming on in Shadowkeep, of course. It's interesting um, to me. Like, do you think that if you got, say, you got whatever you consider a god roll spare actions to be, do you think that's actually something you would use in the new raid? Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, specifically, like, subsistence swashbuckler. Uh, I do think that's something that I would thoroughly enjoy, especially with the uh, the adjustment to, to subsistence. Because mm-hmm. um, I do firmly believe that that is the best perk in that slot. I think it's better than Rapid Hit. I think it's better than Outlaw, better than Four Times the Charm. Um, because uh, just in case anybody doesn't know how it works, essentially, as long as you're consistently getting kills, you're constantly getting ammo back in your magazine mm-hmm. from your reserves. So you can essentially have one clip and never run out of ammo okay. as long as you are killing stuff. And if you get times five Swashbuckler, it lasts for five seconds. Um, so you have five seconds to refresh that Swashbuckler and uh, at a times five, you should be able to one tap most enemies. The only thing that we have to keep in mind is they are adjusting a lot of things um, coming with hand cannings and coming with um, the uh, precision modif- modifiers or multipliers yeah. for hand cannons. So we don't know how that's going to affect hand cannons in general. Um, so because of everything, uh, I want to have it just in case, but. If it turns out that it's not as good, then I'll just throw it in the vault and not a big deal. Yeah, the only reason I was asking, because I, I know a lot of people listen to this and be like, really, you're going to use spare rations and you're not going to use recluse? But look, looking at just, I did briefly look at the TWAB before we started, because I know you had brought it up in our question whenever you're pre, right. pre-recording. We are getting a 30% buff on the, um, I guess, rank and file enemies with a hand cannon, but the precision damage, we really don't know how that's going to affect because that's changing. So right. I don't know if you paid attention because we, we were both watching the D1 play. In D1, um, kinetic uh, weapons did about 30% more damage than what they do in D2. They're kind of bringing that more along the lines of what they're, they did in D1, which is why a lot of people think that, hey, this, this hand cannon felt so good. In, right. in PvE, because you did do more damage to the same enemies. Because I think it was actually Flesh that went back and he did he did the test on the same enemies in D1 and D2, so just say a dreg. Um, and the D1 same weapons did 30% less damage in D2. So it's kind of bringing them up to par what they would be, which makes, honestly, it makes the game feel a lot better whenever you can one-tap and you can mow through, you know, rank and file enemies, especially with a hand cannon. It's what feels the best in Destiny. Right. Um, going all the way back to Halo, it's just, it's kind of the bungee thing. So 
that especially with subsistence whenever you bring that up that actually makes a ton of sense not like it's not like blatantly in your faces like why would you want that you do and i'm sure that you get a lot of questions it's like why spare rations you don't play pvp right. and i think that's uh that's probably the best answer you literally are going to have a year three version if you get what you want a year three version of midnight coup that you don't have to reload with swashbuckler that is a stronger perk than three times rampage and you can also put on a modifier or a mod yeah right you can also put a mod on there and you can put on um minor spec you can put on you know major spec if you want and swashbuckler times five you can proc from a melee yeah um so in my opinion, just like putting everything on the table and like comparing the numbers, like I said, analytical is one of the things that I like. It just makes more sense. You have something that, yeah, it, it, you have to kill five enemies to get up to times five to get the same multiplier. Um, or you can just melee an enemy. Yeah. Uh, which abilities count. So if you're throwing knife an enemy, boom, there you go, times five. Right. If you shoulder charge an enemy, there you go, boom, five, times five. And so there, like... there's, there's abilities that you can use to get you there quicker. Um, and it lasts longer and you don't have to waste a rampage spec to get it to five seconds and then lose out on a minor spec or a major spec, um, which then will increase the damage by an extra seven and a half percent or whatever it is. So, I mean, you're technically doing more damage with it. And then even more synergy. You could say you just got whatever, a, a thrall or something. One tap him and then say your bottom tree Nova melee it you get five times swashbuckler and devour procced mm -hmm. and you just keep going and yep. you're regening health you're keeping swashbuckler up and you're reloading so that's actually like super super good synergy that i never even thought about until you just said that yeah and uh devour is my favorite subclass in the entire game oh. i if i could run devour at all times i would uh it's just so insanely good if you know how to proc it just like you said you get a melee, you get times five, and you have Devour now. And then you just keep throwing grenades to to keep refreshing from uh, enemies. And on top of that, you're shooting enemies at the same time. It's just, it's so freaking good. I, I wish that Devour tree, the only thing, like, because Devour is really fun, especially whenever there's just lots of enemies. It's really, really fun. Mm -hmm. um, I wish that there was some subtle changes they could do to Nova Bomb. Um, because it does feel a little lackluster right now. Um, it kind of well, they're increasing it, the damage. They no, are increasing doing. the damage. Um, so I hope that that helps it feel a little bit better. Because as a pure DPS standpoint, and I know it's it's getting a buff, but it just doesn't quite feel like it. It doesn't feel like it didn't do one. I guess you know. Sure. Know. It's D two, so I shouldn't I shouldn't compare the two. Um, right. Outside of like in game. Like, how do you think you're going to prepare for the raid race? Like, do you, are you going to change your sleeping patterns? Are you going to sleep more? Are you going to eat different? Are you going to do anything else, like, differently than what you normally would? I'm going to game more. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh, pretty much the opposite of what you just said. <laughs> uh, in pretty much every aspect, honestly. Because um, I'm still working right now in real life. I still have a part-time job. Mm -hmm. um, I still work three days a week. And it's usually a 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. shift. So I still have to stay on a somewhat, quote, normal schedule. Right? Norm, a normie schedule. Um, uh, yeah, a normie schedule for the most part. So, you know, I can stay up until like 3, 4 o'clock some nights. But, like, I work tomorrow. Tonight I need to go to bed at 
one thirty, two o'clock to make sure that I have enough sleep to get up in the morning tomorrow. Um, so because of that, I can't grind as much as I would like to. And I'm taking off October and November to focus on the streaming and to focus on shadow keep and gaming and everything. So basically everything that I've been doing is going out the window and I'm just gaming until I fall asleep on my keyboard. And I think that this uh, actually um, kind of brings me into a topic that I, I wrote down and, and wanted to talk to you about. Cause a lot of people see Chevy redeem partnered streamer, whatever they probably right. assume that you're, 22 years old and you live with your parents and you have no job and that's very much so not the case can you tell tell me a little bit about like your career path outside of streaming you don't have to get into details um but like just like where you are in your career path outside of streaming and like how you juggle how you are able to live you know you i know you have worked full-time i know that you've you've been able to go to part-time like, tell me a little bit about it. Like, what was Chevy like outside of, of streaming? So Chevy outside of streaming is still Chevy. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's a nickname I've had for, I uh, think, about 18 years now, 20 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. So Chevy is actually the name that everybody calls me by. So I'm still Chevy in and out of gaming. Uh, my family even calls me it. Um, I'm 30, and I do not live at home with my parents. I have not lived uh, <laughs> with my mom since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Graduated at 17, so it's been 13 years since I've lived with my with my mother. Um, and uh, I joined the military when I was in high school. Uh, I did eight years of service. I did one tour in 2009 in Iraq. Um, and everything pretty much from that aspect has been me on my own, um, basically working and, and just doing everything on my own there. So. Uh, no basement for me, pretty much. <laughs> um, and uh, I've been at my current job for almost seven years, uh, which I'm currently a um, mattress sales associate. Mm-hmm. I used to be a store manager. I used to be a sales manager. Um, but I stepped down to part-time because of the whole streaming thing. Um, and I'm trying to pursue this as my new career going forward. And that's what the next two months off is basically for, to focus on that and to see if I can uh, comfortably or... Um, I guess uh, I can do it without worrying type of thing. Because, um, of course, streaming is one of those things that it's very inconsistent. And um, you could have a really good month and then you could have a really bad month. Yeah. But if those two months even out and you're okay, then that's something that you know I, I might be able to manage with. Um, but that's what the next two months is especially for. Um, if I can grind and, and see what I do, um, you know, in the next two months. And then if I'm able to, you know, afford, you know, my daily or my monthly expenses and daily expenses, I guess, um, then that's something I'll I'll try to consider and I'll try to keep doing in the future. Otherwise, I'll just stick to my uh, three days a week, um, you know, making X amount of dollars and then having that as a um, a side budget, I guess you could say, yeah. a safety budget, um, if you will. Um, aside from that, I mean, I pretty much game, I work and that's what I do for the most part. Um, I'm past my partying stage. So <laughs> I, did, I did that in my early twenties. When I got back, I had a buttload of money from my rack, of course, and went out partying and uh, did all of that. So, um, I'll still go out and party. If you see me at, uh, the GCX 2020, you'll see me <laughs> partying. Uh, if you saw me at, at guardian con in last year or this last year here, I was definitely partying, but um, 
I'm, I'm not nearly what I used to. Uh, I'm much more chill uh, and I'm more focused on uh, myself and my career at this point. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much that. I'm really just trying to focus on the whole gaming because I've I've thoroughly enjoyed playing Destiny 2 since I started playing it. And I'm coming up on close to 4,000 hours in Destiny 2. Nice. So I have a lot of time in this game and uh and I still have a long ways to go of where I want to be. So and it's fun. So a little side okay. note. We're going to we're going to we're going to go kind of go back to like uh streaming and job. But a little side note cuz this I don't think you know this about me is I'm very close to you in age. I don't really ever tell anybody my age, but I'm very close to you in age. Oh. And something else that we have in common is I worked for in mattress sales as a salesman and as a store manager for three and a half years too. Oh, look at that. That's something you didn't know. Interesting. So pretty much your, your history replace your army experience. I was in college. Right. And then pretty much a lot of our history is kind of similar. Sure. Obviously I, d- I did leave the mattress place and did work at a factory and that's a whole nother story. <laughs> But right. that there's something we similar. I've, I don't think I've ever told you that before. No. So that was a. Uh, I've always I'm always interested. I always listen whenever you talk about the mattress the mattress <laughs> store because I like some people are like mattress store mattress salesman. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I know what it's like. I was there for. I was doing that for three and a half years, and mm-hmm. it was and, uh, it was interesting. It, a big thing with it is um, I enjoy it not because of selling beds, not because of all of these different mattresses that are out there not because of commissions or any of that i enjoy it because it's it's a way that you can directly impact somebody's quality of life yeah um it's ridiculous and and i'm sure you're aware of this but it's ridiculous how important a mattress can be it's it's absurd it's a little it's a rectangle right 60 by 80 depending on the size whatever um but that that mattress can affect your life in many many different ways um, and, and that's kind of what I'm, what I do is, um, I don't try to sell people. Uh, I inform them and I educate them on why sleep is important. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the part of the industry and the business that I thoroughly enjoy. And that's what I focus on when I'm, um, when I'm helping people or when I'm, um, explaining things to people, I'll flat out tell them be like, you know, I would love for you to spend $10,000 on a bed, but mm-hmm. that's not my job. Right. Yeah. Yes. It might make me a little bit of money. Yes. I would very much enjoy that. Um, but if you just come in and say, I want that $10,000 $10, bed, and I, I don't think it's the right one for you, I'm going to tell you that Yeah, because you're going to be upset at me because I didn't do my job. Um, and ultimately, you're coming in because you have an issue, and let me help you with that issue type of thing. Um, I know I really enjoy seeing the, the people that they get a new, a new bed, no matter where it's from. And then right. I've seen several people do it on Facebook. And and some people on Twitter and they'll be like they'll do like a little log of like how their sleep changes after they've gotten it. Yeah, I think those are really interesting. Some some good, most most are good. Some some bad ones too. But those are really interesting. If you ever come across right. those? They're they're interesting reads, um, from people that just do it by themselves. It's not like promoted by any kind of company or anything. But I always find those really interesting. Um, right. Aside from, like. Streaming and your job, like, hmm. I know I was going to ask you something else, but I had totally forgotten because we got on a tangent about mattresses again. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Like, hmm. 
What was I going to ask? I have no idea. Mm. <laughs> Good old Jesus. mattresses. Jesus Christ. Mattresses. I started thinking about mattresses and totally forgot. GG's, Pete. Well, next topic and we'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> next topic was, well, Twab and Vidoc. But, like, what of the Twab like changes what do you think that you're actually most excited for i know we have lots of weapons that are getting changed some are getting buff. most of these are buffs i'm assuming we're probably going to get some nerfs in the next coming twab and on thursday but what weapon changes were you actually more excited for um well it's honestly difficult to answer that because everything is getting changed by about the same yeah so like when this came out, we're talking with some of the boys and one of the one of the smartest players I know, one of the smartest guys I know in this game here, right? Mm-hmm. Does a lot of testing, does a lot of videos on this stuff. And uh he basically just said, So you're just buffing every single weapon by twenty-five to thirty-six percent. How does that change anything? Yeah. Right? So that's not gonna really change the meta right now. Um, the only thing that will change it perhaps is like we talked about earlier, uh, hand cannons, not getting the precision damage that they used to on the minor enemies. So that could drastically change things. And now instead of a hand cannon, you might want to use an AR or something. Um, I do really enjoy them looking at these weapons that we don't use ever anymore and increasing them and, and buffing them. Cause that is very necessary. We need to make them more liable and we need to have more of a variety um, so I did enjoy that. I'm very excited about the sniper rifles. Um, the sniper rifle is getting a massive buff. That's pretty awesome. 47% against minor, 20% for others. Um, I do not want submachine guns, specifically the recluse, to be the meta again. I went on a little tirade about the submachine gun thing last week whenever I saw it. I'm just kind of like... Okay I, okay, I love recluse. It's a really fun gun to use, but it's like right. I, I want to be able to use other things. It's kind of like a certain thing about the sealed Ahamkara grasp. Like, if right. I play a hunter, I want to be able to use what I want. I don't want to have to use those. Kind of like right now with Warlock, you're not a well you're in Luna Factions, you're a fucking liability. It's like, I don't want to have to use Recluse every single time I go into an activity that's, you know, what is it going to be? Like, the master level Nightfall, which is going to be the highest one. I don't want to feel like I have to use that right. just because it is so much better than everything else. Like, can we change recluse a little bit, please? <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I want. And uh, um, it sucks because uh, I've made a couple tweets about stuff like this. And, you know, I come up with these ideas, which I think are very logical ideas for PC. But then I forget that console players, um, recluse is not nearly as good as it is on PC because of the, the controllability and because of the less recoil and um, just the weapon in general on PC handles differently than on console which makes it more difficult um the, i just think recluse is just too good uh, it's not it's it's almost a must have um if you want to compete on clearing or compete on some of these challenges that we're doing recluse is like a go to you have to have this type of thing um if it makes could, it substantially easier if you could make a change to recluse and Preferably a small change. Like, what would you, if like that Bungie's like, hey Chevy, we we like what you've done with Argos. What would you change to Recluse? We want to we want to make this a little bit more tame. We want it still to be a, a feel like a pinnacle weapon, 
but what would you change? I would like for them to do increased precision damage um, instead of all damage, um, or maybe do like a minor increase to body damage and then a bigger increase to precision damage. So like 20% increase to body damage and 60% to precision damage or something mm -hmm. um, for the Master of Arms. Um, I don't think you should be able to proc it while using other weapons um, because you could just mountaintop into a group, kill an enemy, boom, there you go. You have a proc recluse. Um, or, you know, you can use any other weapon. Um, or on the flip side, you can only proc it with a different weapon. So you have to kill something with your kinetic or your heavy weapon in order to proc the master of arms. Um, I think that would be something that I would like to see as well. Either of those really. Um, yeah, I'd thought about something similar where it's like, you still get the same like three second, like proc if you proc it from another weapon. Sure. But Especially because this, this kind of fixes the thing in PvP too a little bit. Obviously, we'll fi fix the body shot damage because it's 147% buff right now. It's a little ridiculous. Um, increase yeah. the precision damage or change it to only precision damage increase. And if you keep the buff, like if Recluse buffs off of itself, make the Master of Arms timer extremely low. Like it has to be like a one second. So it's like it's meant for ad clearing. It's meant for clearing groups of ads not running around with it in your pocket for three seconds in PvP. Right. Yeah, I would agree. I, I definitely think it's... It is something to be addressed. I, I think um, the precision damage would, would make it still liable um, because it's meant for precision gamers, of course. I also think that, yes, it's a pinnacle weapon, but it is really, really easy to get. Yeah, it's not hard to get I mean, anymore at all. It, it's, well, it never really uh, was. I don't I don't want to make it sound like, you know, any person can just, you know, fire up comp and get to 2100 in a day. It's not that easy. Um you do still have to try. But as far as requirements, getting to 2100 and that is it yeah. is really easy to do. Uh, yeah, as opposed to mountaintop, which they've recently nerfed to make it easier to obtain. Even um, even nerfed, it's 10 times harder than recluse. Like recluse is yeah. just get to 2100 and get some wins and yeah, good job, dude. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, and uh, I think, I think it's too strong for how easy it is to obtain, um, and it's just too strong for the other alternatives, and it could just be because we don't have any other good weapons to um, replace it. I mean, that could be something. Yeah. So, something I was kind of upset about, and the the reason Twab here is, I was really hoping to see some additional perks be messed with, specifically Dragonfly and. Um, explosive payload because mm -hmm. uh, year one of destiny 2 explosive payload was amazing yeah no for, range like, fall first, off yeah yeah for like the first i don't know six months or something like that right and then they nerfed exp explosive payload and better devils went in the vault and midnight coup just basically took over right yeah so if they could nerf or not nerf if they could adjust um, explosive payload and if they could actually make dragonfly like what I was watching on these year one or D one raids today, actually make it like a, a firefly. I think that would be a, a valid alternative to a recluse, right? Because if I could get like a trust with dragonfly rampage and dragonfly would actually explode <laughs> and kill things. I would rather use that trust with a hand cannon precision aiming as opposed to the recluse. Yeah. Cause I, I, 
I like the precision aiming. I like being rewarded for those precision shots. Um, and the recluse has basically made me a worse player. <laughs> it, it's made my aim worse, and I don't like that. <laughs> I, I've gone from... I don't really use recluse unless it's an activity I absolutely have to now. Like, it's just... Yeah. Unless I just want to be completely brainless and just run through stuff and then point and click and not have to think about it. Like, I've, I've gone back to using my Kindled Orchid and a Trust in that slot if I'm using something in that slot as sure. a primary. Like, it just... So I don't lose a little bit of that touch because, you know, I don't have a lot of it to begin with. Like, I don't want to get used to just proccing damage buffs off body shots. Right. Um, the, the question that I, I forgot to ask you that left my mind a little bit ago sure. was it's kind of in relation to streaming and working still. Um, do you have like any sort of ritual or anything you do like when it comes to streaming and your job? I know that like you have to kind of juggle them and this may be even more so of whenever you still were working full time. Did you have a consistent schedule that you stuck to when you did it and when you were in that schedule did you have like an idea of what you're going to do for every stream were you going to do like obviously if it's a big thing like soloing an Argos or completing a challenge that's going to be on your plate for a few days right do you have anything like set do you plan your streams out do you kind of know what you're going to do do you have talking points that you're going to talk about or you just kind of go with the flow go with the flow definitely go with the flow I just kind of wing it for the most part um I try to always have an idea of what I want to do for that stream. Um, but there's a lot of times where I kind of just, all right, I'm just clicking the button. I'll figure out what I want to do. Um, or I'll start off with one thing until I figure out what I want to do. Um, but that was one of my issues earlier on. And I got yelled at by glad for it. <sighs> he just told me, just click the damn button. I was like, doesn't matter what you're doing. Just click the damn button. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to, you know, click the button just to farm some frames or just to, you know, do menagerie or whatever, which, you know, is boring. People don't want to watch that. And then it's like, you just got to click the button, dude. People want to hang out. People want to, people want to game with you. Just click the button. You'll figure it out when you're, when you're streaming. I was like, oh, <laughs> um, and ever since I started doing that, I was like, oh, wow, people are actually hanging out. So if you so say like that, um, maybe it's not like so close to, I know we're kind of in a low right now, but everybody's kind of getting ready for shadow keep to come up. Like what, what would your like go-to thing be? Cause I know you don't play PVP a lot and that's a lot of what people do if they don't really have something to do. It's like, eh, we'll just go play quick play for like eight hours. Like right. what, what would you, your like go-to kind of thing be? Uh, my go-to thing is Menagerie or Reckoning right now. Okay. Basically farming for God rolls. That's my, my go-to. Yeah. So I pretty much um, either want to try to get, you know, a trust in Menagerie with Dragonfly Rampage and a role that I want. Um, or this week is the the sniper, which I still need a fourth times a charm and firing lane. Um, uh, so that's that's initially what I would be doing is one of those activities. Um, I don't mind doing PvP. Uh, I don't enjoy it typically, but I don't mind doing it because I know other people like doing it. Yeah. Um, I do occasionally. I'll do the the gamer day thing where uh, I just try to game with as many people as I can, and people just join up and. Usually we end up doing private matches with random loadouts because those are usually pretty enjoyable. Mm. Uh, it really gives you an eye-opener on how bad your vault is. And, and people <laughs> typically uh, do vault management after Gamer Day because they realize, what the heck do I have this weapon in here for? This thing sucks. It's like, yeah, I'm deleting it. Um, otherwise, I'm always down for raids. Usually if I, if I don't have things going on, 
Um, but my my go to thing is usually I try to get challenges and things like that because those are those are the things that I really enjoy doing. Um, the only downside is I I don't interact with chat as much, and that I don't enjoy. I like hanging out with people. Yeah. But generally, I don't really have a, a routine, a ritual, a schedule, anything like that. Um, if I work, I'm more likely to schedule a, or to stream after work, um, which is like the evening time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then days off are usually when I'm kind of more sporadic and I kind of just click the button when I'm ready or when something's going on. Um, but come October and November, when I don't have a job, I, I've set goals for myself. And I want to stream for at least 250 hours. Just for that one that one month or for both months combined? For one month, for October. That's a lot. Yeah, for Shadowkeep, I feel like that's um, definitely obtainable. And uh, I feel like the first week alone um, should be a pretty easy 40 to 50 hours for just the first week alone, um, just because of all the content and all that good stuff. Um, plus day one raid, which means... You know, we got to do multiple raids to figure out mechanics, and then then we start doing low man challenges, and then you know we might start doing speed runs, things of that nature. So, I mean, yeah, you're you're looking at exactly eight hours a day for thirty one days. Yep, an average. That's a hell of a lot of streaming, dude. Is there? I expect uh, day one to be a good like twenty over stream. Yeah. Is there? Is there any kind of YouTube content you plan on putting out in that time? Or are you just gonna try to strictly focus on streaming? Another thing I've gotten yelled at for, uh, yes, uh, I'm actually going to start uploading uh, videos. <laughs> You'd be surprised how much Glad like yells at me about this stuff. He's like, "Why don't you upload shit? Like, you're doing stuff. Just, just clip it and upload it. Like, it's not difficult." I'm like, "Oh no, I just." I, I mean, I, I did. Just don't. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. Just advice that your, that your other claimmate sweat. Um, whenever we did the podcast together, he's like, "Whenever it's really busy and there's a shit ton of content." I'm usually just clipping something, highlighting it from my stream and uploading it to YouTube with a thumbnail. Yep. He's like, he's like, I don't really feel good about it because you know, the quality isn't there, but he's like, I've got X amount of people that probably either don't watch me on Twitch or don't have the time to watch a live stream and they can watch something from there that it, it took, you know, I already made the content. I just have to edit it a little bit, which everybody knows if you've made a YouTube video, editing it is where all the time is. Right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to, to watching more YouTube videos whenever I'm at work. Because Twitch doesn't work at work for whatever reason. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I know how easy it is. It, it's really not difficult to just clip it, make a highlight, and then if you have to, go edit it. Otherwise, just upload it to YouTube and you're done. And that's kind of what I did. I actually reached out to Sweat and I was like, hey, can you make me like a YouTube over or a YouTube um, thumbnail template. So mm-hmm. I can just like insert a picture and then put my text in there and then like do my own thing. Yeah. So I don't have to like bother him because that's, that's ultimately what I would like to do is, you know, just do real quick things like glad does it all the time. And I'll sweat does it all the time. And uh, I'm not necessarily making it, you know, a, a full on career, like, like Dado or Error or, you know, back in the day, Indica was doing a lot of daily uploads. Yeah. And, um, I'm not quite looking to go that extreme. I mean, eventually, if it grows to that point, then heck yeah, I'll, I'll put the time and the effort into it. But right now, I just want to focus on the stream. And then as I have stuff, I'm just going to throw it on YouTube because why not? Yeah, at the end of the day, it's another avenue that people can find you or interact with you and your content. Mm-hmm. Right. 
funny that you say that about sweat because after i did the podcast with him he actually made a template for my youtube videos <laughs> yeah it's he does it so quickly and uh, yeah just... i sat there and watched him do it he did it with a discord thing with me <laughs> yeah yeah he's like, like if you ever want to learn anything just let me know and we'll just hop in a discord and i'll show you some things and yeah it was really I'm cool i'm like dude this template is more than enough that's all i need yeah he said there and made it in like five minutes for anything else you want <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh <laughs> I mean, you told him like, wait, you came on my podcast and made me a thumbnail template. I'm good, dude. Like, right. Um, aside like that, we are coming come, come, coming close to an hour. Aside from, we'll kind of leave the raid out of it for a sec. Uh, I know the Vidoc was released. I've just over skimmed over it like once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it doesn't have anything to do with that, what are you looking forward to most in Shadowkeep coming out? Uh, well, first, I want them to stop showing us stuff. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please stop showing us stuff. Uh, I, was, I was a little salty when they actually showed us a decent part of the dungeon. Yeah, they did show a pretty um, good decent part of that. I was actually that. a little salty when they told us there was a dungeon. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like they're ruining, they're trying to build the excitement up so much that they're leaving out the the surprise factor unless there's some crazy stuff that we don't know about yeah, yet. Yeah, I was going to say maybe they're awesome. like they're showing us this stuff and there's like hey, you never know in a month down the road you might stumble across this thing that is a dungeon that we didn't show you or didn't tell you we had. Like well, I freaking hope so because they're showing us a lot of stuff right now and it's just like all right, well, <laughs> I, I would like to see this stuff on my own, but you know, that's fine. Um but I mean obviously the raid is the go-to excite, excited thing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm super excited for the raid itself, um, which is challenges, speed runs, all of that good stuff. Um, uh, I just looked at all of the uh, the seasonal rank up rewards, mm-hmm. and it looks like there's going to be some pretty awesome stuff on there as well. Um, the content is what I'm excited for. Content, I get to do extra stuff. These nightmares sound pretty awesome as well. Yeah. So I'm really excited for the the nightmares because that seems like it's going to be something that's actually difficult. I want content that is actually going to be difficult is what I want. That, that, yes. Because sometimes it does get a little stale if you've done it a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Talking so, about the nightmares, I, just looking at the Vidoc, I was just not thinking about this because the, it seems like the wanted enemies were kind of, um, you know how they, they've kind of gone through and uh, let's like Ava's recipe list was kind of like the precursor to the menagerie, like chest, like, Mm-hmm. to where you can make your own thing i'm wondering if they did the same thing with the wanted enemies and the nightmares are going to be kind of similar to that but the way that they kind of talked about it in the vidoc made it seem like these things can come out anywhere kind of sounded that way it's like you could just be doing a patrol obviously a, a nightfall a strike anything and it's like hey there's a nightmare right there like this shit's you know, Eris was Eris is crazy, but she is right. These things come out of nowhere. Like, how like nuts would it be if we actually had a nightmare just pop up in the middle of a raid? That would be pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, just the middle of a raid, all some boom have nightmare crota spawn or something. <laughs> People would be pretty pissed nightmare off crota. if that happened day one, though. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. That'd be an RNG thing. You'd be like, huh, we didn't get it right. We didn't get it because of this. <laughs> hopefully that. Hopefully, so if it's in the raids, hopefully it doesn't. It isn't active. You know, the first time you do the raid or something All like right. that. Um, nah, hopefully not, because that that might be a bit of a yikes. Uh, but that would be cool if if it's like I would say non-raid activities. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but 
I guess the big thing I would say is same thing with the wanted enemies that you got to have to have a reason to kill them. Yeah, there's because there's not other than <laughs> you kill them once and you get the triumph. It's like, yeah, just yeah. go away, dude. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> they I, don't remember, even I remember the first you. time these wanted enemies were around. I was like, oh, dude, these are, these guys are sick. They're freaking strong. Like, let's bake them. And all of a sudden you're like, all right, I got a blue. <laughs> and like, they don't have loot to associate with it. And it's yeah. just like, it's like they're just there to be a nuisance or a, a triumph thing, right? Yeah. Um, so if they're there, I hope that they're actually there for a reason. Yeah, if they could take something, you know, a page from, say, Borderlands book, like they, they have these nightmares, and these nightmares have the chance to pop up in, you know, X, Y, and Z activities, and they only drop this one legendary. And it's like maybe close to a guaranteed time, like 50% chance that you get a guaranteed legendary to drop, but say it's like a really freaking good hand cannon. And it's like, oh shit, let's go kill him. Oh yeah. my god roll yet. Doesn't matter what activity is, we're stopping because I want that god roll. Exactly. Like that, that would be really cool. How um now how long do you think the raid is gonna take to finish? And how long would you like for it to take? Like assuming that you guys actually get worlds first, like what would you like want it to take and what would you like like it to take? think six to eight hours want 10 to 12. I think, I think it's going to be a raid that's closer to Spire of stars as far as completion time. Mm -hmm. And I want it to be something that's not as long as last wish, which last wish was honestly only so long because half of the time was spent in vault trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, which is basically just us as a community, uh, thinking too hard or overlooking specific things to, I mean, looking back at it now, it's it's actually pretty easy, right? That, I um, think I talked about this yesterday, and I think the way that Bungie went about naming the things kind of made everybody overlook stuff because everybody started looking for the shadows and shit. Right. And it's kind of yeah. like, you know, everybody's searching Penumbra and Entumbra, and like, what do they mean? Oh, it's a kind of uh -huh. partially in a shadow. So everybody's looking at shadows. You know, there's the... Um, the little walls that move around the room every single time that you activate a plate and you slam a plate, like, it's kind of like, they do kind of have a meaning once we finally look at it. I, I believe it, I don't remember if it was Rowan, somebody from math class actually ended up figuring out, like, how everything actually worked. And it, it, it kind of doesn't make sense, but, like, still, I don't know if it was just hidden too well or if it was just, it kind of just wasn't put it, like, it wasn't implemented greatly. Like, I don't know. Something about it still, I don't know. I, w I wish that, that that activity would have been figured out, like actually how to do it, and it would have been a little bit faster, but like, hey, we wouldn't have had the 19-hour raid race in the, in the 2402 meme. It wouldn't have Well, happened. we know how it's supposed to be done now. You You're just basically stand on the plates the whole time, right? Well, the Penumbra buff, um, having a... So each of the plates are are cursed, right? So you have to yeah. cleanse them essentially. Mm -hmm. And by applying either penumbra or entumbra, it rotates um, the symbols on your plate. Mm -hmm. So the the goal is to have um, your middle symbol match up with one of the other two plates, and then the other plates matching up with each other as well, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a matching symbol on the left, you know it's penumbra. Mm -hmm. So if you cleanse that plate with the penumbra, then it actually rotates it to the middle. Okay is what happens. Um, so it'll actually show you that it's in the middle now. Um, that's that's what I was I was kind of getting at with staying on the plates. If people stayed on plates, you'd actually see that happen. Right. And that's something that nobody really did day one. 
If you saw, I, I think that if maybe some, if somebody did, I didn't see it. I didn't see anybody right. try that. Most um, people, well, what we did at least is um, we took screenshots, we put it in the Discord, and then we had one person, which was Frank, um, for our day one squad. He would basically put them all um, on top of each other. Uh-huh. So he'd put, you know, the left one up top, he'd put the middle one in the middle, and he'd put the right one on, on the bottom. So I saw that there was a very consistent pattern of having two of them are always matching, either on the left or on the right. And we saw that every single time there was a very consistent pattern. Either two were matching on the left or two were matching on the right. And it was every single time. But I could not figure out why or what that what that meant. Yeah. Right. And I was never a runner, right? So I never saw that there was buffs on these on never the saw them on there, yeah. Yeah. So because of that, I never saw that you got a a penumbra or you got an entumbra buff. So all we knew is there's the plates are different. And I was just like, dude, I, I don't know. I just know they're different. Um, and I never knew the penumbra and tumbra thing. So I never was able to put that together. And then eventually, um, once once we found out it was done and we figured out or not, we didn't figure it out. But um, we got it from gigs, actually, on, on how to complete it is who we heard by. Yeah. Um, that, that gigs figured it out. And we read it and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that was a missing piece of the puzzle that I had no idea about. I remember um, sitting there watching that and and like watching your team, the other redeemed team, Gigs and 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 Dado, and I think a B Bold mm-hmm. team, like watching them get it. And like Ninji was already there. Yep. Because nobody yes. nobody knew <laughs> nobody knew how he got there, and he didn't know. Nobody on their team knew, and I'm just like everybody's kind of like collective like sigh whenever like it was actually figured out. Because I think Giggs figured it out, but Data was the one that was explaining it. Yeah. And he was yeah, the first yeah, person yeah. That, that I, like, I had actually heard, yep. like, vocalize how it worked. And everybody's just like, oh, my, like, are you kidding me? Like, yep. we were so close to old. And it wasn't like a, oh, shit, that's it. It's kind of like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> really? It, it was, All right, uh, let's go to the final fight. <laughs> I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. That was actually quite easy. Um, yeah. And I was, I was pretty disappointed that I couldn't put that together. Um, because we we did the whole shadow thing, we did the look at these. There's there's two of the shields on here. There's three over there. There's more of a shadow. We did all of this, and I was like, dude, there's no way. It's something with the symbols. It's got to be with the symbol. Yeah. Um. And and then once he, once he said that, he put it on Reddit, and I was like, oh my god, I get it now. Um. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be like that. I think that was more of us overthinking it and just not um, not figuring it out, which is why that took that partial part of the reason why it took so long. So I really don't think it's going to be a 17 hour raid. I hope not. Um, oh. Not to mention, they said it's not going to be as big as Last Wish. They said it's not going to be as big as Forsaken. Yeah, and um, it's it, I would expect because it's they're, they're saying it's a Rise of Iron style, you know, size. So it's still a pretty decent size expansion. So, and if they go by that, you know, three and a half actual encounters, three, four encounters, like actual encounters. I'm not counting like a a jumping puzzle or a sparrow race or anything as an encounter. That, that would be really nice. And that lasting, you know, eight, six to 12 hours, hopefully it's less than that. I'll be disappointed. If it's more than that, I probably won't be disappointed. I'll actually be pretty happy. I'll be really happy if it's more than that, but you'll be I'm tired as fuck. But six to, uh, <laughs> six to eight, yeah, um, 
I'm also very happy that they moved it to a Saturday. Um, that is and nice. They moved it after day one because mm-hmm. uh, that was a big mistake, I think. So, so we're a little bit over an hour. So the the last question I'll have for you today: um, Where do you see yourself? You're streaming your Destiny Two career in a year from now. Like, say we sit down and do this podcast. Where would you want to be? I would very much so like to have two worlds versus here. Mm-hmm. Um, because I still do not have an actual world's first. Um, me, family, Frank, and the squad, we got world's first prestige eater of worlds, mm-hmm. but we don't count that as a, an actual world's first. Did you guys, do you guys not get a bell for that one? No, no, we, nobody counts that as an actual world's first. I didn't know if you did for the prestiges or not. I didn't remember. Yeah, um, no, not for that. Prestige Leviathan, I think, um, I think they did. I don't remember actually. Um, but I would very much like to get two worlds first this year. Um, assuming there's four raids, I think two out of four is definitely something we're very capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to get four out of four, of course, but um, I-, I would like to at least get two. Um, I would like to complete some of the more difficult challenges again. Um, so I'd like to have just more things on the challenge resume, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just want to. I just want a game when it comes to that stuff. As far as where I, where do I want to be? I want to be able to stream. Um, without having to rely on um, a part-time job or anything like that. So I want to actually be a full-time streamer type of thing. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, I'm very excited for GCX because uh, meeting people, uh, I think, is very amazing. And yeah. meeting everybody last year at GuardianCon was a lot of fun. So pretty much I just want to be in a spot where I can stream full-time and uh, do my thing and just have fun um, and obtain more challenges and world's first and things like that um basically improve my quote gaming resume i guess yeah and not that that's a real thing or anything but that's um, a real thing it's 2019 <laughs> it's an actual thing now <laughs> it's an right. actual thing um so i'd like that and then like i said uh stream full-time is definitely something i would very much like to do um and perhaps start youtube like i said it's not something that i'm i'm looking for it's not something I, i'm actively considering or, or expecting but if it gets to a point where hey i should actually start to focus on it uh, I would, i'm gonna start I'll sending you messages and reminding you to upload to youtube <laughs> <laughs> right well if we get this 720 uh two-man galron holy crap that's definitely going up on youtube yeah well, i don't know about that that's a nightmare i didn't get in i i, I saw you guys are doing it i didn't get a chance i only got about like three or four minutes to, to watch before the oh, stream nightmare. was cutting in and out for me not good <laughs> seven and a half hours we didn't make it to dps once as 720 man um but we know, it's we know it's we know it's too feasible but we got to get to dps all right well so. thanks for joining the podcast Chevy man i appreciate it yeah thanks for having me it's a lot of fun 